Well, I guess we're back. Welcome back to the stoop. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life has been life in. Life has been life in. As usual. In the in the, the year of February. Yes, the year of our <laughs> Lord twenty and twenty. Um we don't really have a topic of This is part two. Well, this no, is the redo. This is the redo. So we had a whole podcast. So what had happened was what had happened was we have recorded this dope ass podcast. It was a really dope podcast. It was dope. Like we were <laughs> spitting it. Like we was giving y'all gems, we were dropping gems jewels and, and everything, jokes and information. However, and what had happened was when we went back to replay, there was no sound, Ponder but we replay. can see the the the. We saw the, it. We saw the lines moving. We even timed it. We t- exactly we timed Dang, it to that's give what you guys happened. a sixty we minute. With the time continuing. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have messed with the time continuum. Nah, they were like, just do what you do, son. So we we, we had we had, you know, a whole podcast. If we can recover that podcast, we will post it. Yes. However, it was good. It was great. We talked about, you know, the current events. We talked about Meghan Markle and her boo. And we the, talked about their Blexit. Their yeah, the Blexit. <laughs> we talked about Kobe Bryant and his untimely passing and he, mm-hmm. and Gianna and the other uh seven victims that were on the flight. We talked about several topics. We talked about Black History Month. Yes, Black History we Month. To start, I want to start a Black History website. Yeah. I found one, but it's still not it's not, not where where we don't want it to be, no. right? Your vision <laughs> and what is actually what needs to happen for the culture is not there. We're talking about we wanted a whole collection, like a Black Wikipedia, right? Y'all know a few things. Y'all know who made street lights and light bulbs, but y'all don't know about the there's West so Indian much Black family. history. Yeah, we yes. don't know about you know coming across. Y'all ain't reading right. them books like y'all supposed to. Because Black history, for unfortunately, is not just this American. Is not a slight. Not a slight, but we both have West Indian parentage. But, but, right, we understand <laughs> that the um, black history does not encompass only America. The diaspora is so much wider, vast. bigger, vast, that we those everywhere. persons need to be <laughs> recognized and, and acknowledged and those things. Um, and people need to be aware of things that have happened other places that have impacted where they, they are, are now. With unknowingly impacting mm-hmm. where they That's are. That's important. Um, things such as, you know, uh, the slave revolt in Haiti and the one in Jamaica. Most people don't know that there was one in Jamaica, but people know about the one in, in Haiti. They you know understand about that one that. Black Wall Street, but you don't know about, about the there was whole multiple movement that, that yes. they had against us to yes. destroy all of us. Right. There was the, multiple times and places where Black, black Americans rose to the occasion Created their own societies, the did all of these things. There was and knocked them down. You <laughs> jealous little kids. <laughs> and these and, and and those things happen in history. And I feel like a lot of the things that we focus on as far as Black History Month, we don't get the full grasp. We get of, the nice Black people. We need right. to know about why these people. Why we need to know why people are really snatching their purses when they see us, and why they look so scared, and why they really should well, be afraid of, that, of us. Well, a part of that, and as we discuss in the the one that y'all didn't hear, in the mystery podcast, in the mystery podcast. Podcast. <laughs> um, we talked about there are several different 
elements to how that happened, not only here in the U.S., but in other places like the U.K. Um, we mm-hmm. talked about the Windrush movement, which is something that a lot of African-Americans need to know about Definitely, because it stuff mirrors what happened here in the United it's States, like just in the U.K. And, um, what happened in South Africa? South Africa. Like, apartheid, apartheid and all the things. And then there's also, um, not only in the U.K., um, this has been repeated in several other places in in Brazil, in other countries where black people were taken from Africa and the diasporatic movement of these people caused change and 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 um new ideas in places where it had not existed and people were able to live lives that were not necessarily the ideal mm-hmm. but it was something that impacted how everybody lived and how everybody functioned. Um, as far as, you know, the Caribbean, there's so much, there's such a rich history in the Caribbean as far as what is available for people to know. Um, myself and Jay, we have a, a direct connection to the Caribbean. So we know some of the things that happened historically. There's a lot of things. things. You don't know enough. Right. And, and, you know, there's things like. Having that in your house, I think you get more of that. Right. A lot of people just don't get Because like, and and as I said in the pre, in the one that, the mystery podcast. The other podcast. Right. (laughs) um, For me, Black History Month was very, it was, it was, it was uncomfortable at some stages in my life because. Why is that? um, Because I would be considered the first American generation See, of so my family of you know it sounds great but i'm so tired of hearing that there's a first like it's 2020 it is 2020 there was but another at the same first time. last week and it's right. great <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like poo-pooing the, the first but it's like are they really always the first like mm-hmm. black woman flew there were other black pilots like mm-hmm. were but other... for me like for like personal experience wise i think being the first american generation of mm-hmm. my family here mm-hmm. in the okay. states it it Oh, that first. Right. You're right. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. I take no, it back. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I was but angry. What I, what I mean, right. <laughs> I'm sorry for the things I said, but I was hungry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where those experiences allowed, it was, it was a different experience than what mm-hmm. other people knew of black history for me. Yeah. Can you hear it back on there? Yes, later. Okay. Anyway, but as we were saying, you know, um, black history is a little different. Mm-hmm. For a first generation mm-hmm. immigrant, it is because technically you don't identify with the American Black History situation this is true. because your family does not hold no a stakes. part and no stake in no what stakes. actually happened to Black Americans. It don't matter. And then you also feel the pull of the country that your parents came from, mm-hmm. and in my case, there's two separate countries. Yeah. Um, where my family originates from. And those countries have their own rich history that most Americans do not know. At all. Um, and then there is a lot of um, culture mixing. Because mm-hmm. um, my mom is from Guyana, where they they are very proud. They are... At least six to seven cultures strong oh, within geez. their country, and um, down to the original people of that area, mm-hmm. which technically 
um, which I thought was very weird when I was applying to college to find out that my mom's country, which is Guyana, Mm -hmm. is considered part of the Hispaniola Mm -hmm. um, diaspora. Mm And um, but we do not speak Spanish in any <laughs> area of Guyana. Yeah. And it was very strange finding that, you know, hey, you can apply for these scholarships As because you are within the Hispaniola diaspora. Latinx. And I said, I am not Spanish. Don't be denying your family. Right. And I'm like, your family. What? I'm like, we <laughs> Spanish. Um, we I know for, you know, based on America. We're South American, yes, okay. but we have you know history that goes back to England. We have history that goes back to um, we have a lot of Dutch ancestors. Mm-hmm. We have Portuguese ancestors. Um, we have Arawak Indians and all the Indian cultures within, and Eastern Indians that you came. are everybody, right? And that's why why in Guyana it's very people outside based on like skin color mm-hmm. yes we're black but if you were to trace all of our ancestry and we our culture we're we are literally a melting pot because there's melting people who uh my mom <laughs> had a baby with a black man a chinese man and a portuguese man and then you have that situation where <laughs> you know we have all of these cultures within one family mm-hmm. and the same thing my father was born in trinidad but his mother's guyanese and his father's from Trinidad, so we have that situation. You know what I found out? My grandmother lived in Jamaica, but she's Costa Rican. Right. I learned, I learned that until I was like so 20 So that is a whole other history. Central America has a different history than most people realize. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because of family members and things like that. So Costa Rica and those Central American countries, mm-hmm. Panama, Costa Rica, Belize, all of those countries... What actually happened was during the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. what they did was go to like the Caribbean countries and bring those people over to Central America to build trains um, lines, to br- to do electrical work, to do all of these things. Mm. And by it's like another them, wind rush? Kind of like a wind rush, but for Central America. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of Panamanians and like people from Belize and Costa Rica and Honduras and all of those things, they can actually trace their roots back to a different island Mm -hmm. in the Caribbean Mm -hmm. because what they did was bring all of those people to those places to work. And then, okay, we learned the language, we Mm -hmm. learned the culture, we learned what was going on, but we also kept our original culture, Mm -hmm. our original language, our original recipes, our original everything. See, I just thought grandma was Jamaican. I felt like I was lying to when I found out. I said, sorry. We're not from Jamaica. And 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 in in a lot of the what I know mm-hmm. because I have family members who You know, I never wanted, asked how that happened. I knew it was for work. Right. But I never like they came asked and the that's details. why a lot of like people from like Panama, Costa Rica, things like that, they have last names that are not Spanish. Loke. They know <laughs> right they don't have like my, my cousin, her last name is Yard. Yeah, we're Loke. Okay, like. but they speak Spanish. Fluent. She's very fluent. I never Spanish. asked her if she did. I can't even ask now. Her father is Panamanian. Dang. But their last name is Yard. How does that happen? You know. You know? And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if you trace back. So when they say fl- when they say come from Yard, they're not meaning from outside. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. 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 But then she has, like my cousin, she has, you know, Grenadian on her mom's side. Mm-hmm. And I have people in my family who are related to her Grenadian side, but also have people who are related to her Panam- Panamanian side. That is so crazy. So it's a lot of 
intermarrying mm. a lot of all these things that's, and people. That wasn't the word I was going to use. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say something. Else. It was in something. Better. Yes, intermarrying. <laughs> intermarrying. Intermarrying and Did a lot see? of culture tr- transitions. Yes. Because originally my culture was XYZ, mm-hmm. but because I have been moved to this country. So we're going to adapt. I'm going to adapt to the country that I'm in. Over. Like my family, my stepfather's family, who's from Trinidad. His father was actually from Barbados. See, and I think the Fergusons were all from Jamaica. Right. And so we have we have Bayesian. Then I also have part of their family also splintered into Grenada. Mm-hmm. Part of their family splintered into um, Curacao. Mm-hmm. There's also parts of their family that splintered into other places. Everywhere. And that's just my stepfather's family. Yeah. Now my biological father, his family... We're still trying to piece together that whole situation as to like, okay, where, where? did y'all all end up? I don't know where, where did my y'all dad's all originate. I know my grandfather is from Alabama. I just bought Barracoon the other day. Mm-hmm. Randomly on Mondays when I go to work, I don't usually have too many clients, so I walk through. I went to the bookstore. I bought um, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh-huh. like a few weeks ago in January. Yep. I haven't finished it yet. It made me mad, and I was like, "How am I supposed to be black and happy?" That's all I could think about, and now. <laughs> I started to come back. So then I was mad that, that I didn't that I got into Howard, but I didn't go to Howard, so I couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I probably I feel like I didn't need the black experience, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a black college experience, right? So I probably did. So I, mean, I can go. Black to, college experience is a, is, a, is a thing. It's I, a whole other thing. And the one from the nineties was probably the better experience mm-hmm. versus one now because mm-hmm. I can't go back to school with y'all. I just nah, not so. now. No, but at the so time, I should have gone to Howard around that right. time. During that I time, got, you would have had. You would have learned the so time much of my life. Absolutely. I'm upset that I didn't do that, but it's fine. Um, but I got Barracoon because. My mom's, my grandfather's from Alabama, and the guy's last name is Lewis, like my mom. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if there was a tie, but I wanted to read it anyway. So right. I bought that. Because here's the thing about the South that year. I learned. when we Once we moved South, mm-hmm. my mom kind of hooked up with a lot of older Southern people, people who grew up in on, like, farms, mm-hmm. people who grew up in, like, trailer parks and that kind of thing. And the one thread that is the reason why they were able to continue their conversations is because they realized there were things that people in the South did mm-hmm. that people in the Caribbean did, which lets you know the same people have passed on and same people mm-hmm. kind of gave the same information mm-hmm. wherever they landed and used used the same traditions and used the same healing methods and things like that that allowed them to move from one place to another mm-hmm. and there's things like um that my mom would say you know we use xyz in order to heal xyz mm-hmm. and people from the south were like us too <laughs> and my mom was like what you know about that huh so as we researched because my mom kind of went on this quest like in like the early 90s mm-hmm. mid 90s to kind of figure out like what was the connection between the di- what was the diasporatic co- connection between the Caribbean and mm-hmm. the South? Mm-hmm. And it literally was drop-off points. Mm-hmm. Um, just through research, going to her, with her to like libraries and reading books, it literally was we dropped off half of the people here and half of the people there. Mm-hmm. And in dropping them off, we realized that they kept some of the same traditions. Mm-hmm. They kept some of the same healing methods, the same things like that. And um, in reading some of the things that we, we we learned that they did a lot of things like 
the seeds from where they were they grew up in Africa. They brought the seeds with them. Did you hear about that recently here? That there are some seeds from that you can only get in Africa that they found with their hair? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I meant to look that up to read the rest so, of it. So and that's something that my mom realized in her research. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't research for like school or anything. It was just literally like when in talking to some of the older southern people, mm-hmm. she realized that there was a connection to what she knew of her culture. Did she, did you not think there was a connection? It's not that we didn't know. It was kind of like we knew because the diaspora is so wide, so yeah. vast. We knew that there could be. Okay. But to hear it specifically of things that we knew to do for healing and things like that, like um, boiling orange peel when you have a stomach ache mm-hmm. to ease your stomach ache. Oh. My mom thought it was something specific to where she was from, mm-hmm. but only to hear that people in the South knew about the same thing, which hmm. means that the origins of where this it's came from, from, it has one origin. Mm-hmm. So the same people from one place brought the same thing to where they are Mm -hmm. there are specific plants and right there's specific plants for healing cooking things like that that did not originate in the americas at all so they brought them with them they brought them with them and in researching that and learning that it was kind of like okay so literally we are separated by a drop-off point Mm -hmm. and secondly we're separated by language i read that too that some cousins they got I think it was in Alabama. Some of those people were not supposed to be here, so they were like sneaking in to mm-hmm. different ports outside of the traditional ports Absolutely. and then burning the ships once right. they got here. Right. But he was like, when he got here, he was trying to talk to people and they didn't speak the same language. But somehow they were able to get to a point where they could, which is interesting to me. So, so you mixed a bunch of tribes together. And I, I, and I mentioned in the mystery podcast that <laughs> in there the mystery is cast. a... Um, there is a connection between like where my mom is from, which is Guyana, mm-hmm. to actually Africa. Mm-hmm. So there are tribes in like yes. Guinea and all of those kind mm-hmm. of countries that those people came from Africa, mm-hmm. were dropped off in my mom's country of Guyana. Mm-hmm. And there was a man, um, there's a documentary on YouTube. I cannot remember the name of it, but I will try to find it. Um, there was a man who heard that there could possibly be people in Guyana that had the same language mm. that he grew up with. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's no possible way. How do people not think there's boats? We, we, we're here. It, cause, cause <laughs> in, in your mind, when you think about the, the think slave trade route, you think about the diasporatic route that was taken at people the time. People also stole ships and took Pe- them to other ports. So. True, indeed. And people forget that people travel the whole boat didn't just drop off people in one Mm-mm. place that people were dropped off in several different areas and um this this guy he did a documentary where he was from Africa mm. and he went and he found the tribe in Guyana because as much as Guyana is trying to build itself into a metropolis and these all these places there are still places in Guyana that are this that's country. untouched because technically about 50%, maybe more of Guyana is part of the Amazon. Oh, wow. So, so it's untouchable. There, it's not untouchable. Oh. There are people who live there. But they just. They are literally cut off from the modern technology that, that we have. That great right about now. Right. <laughs> and so what we go there? And what it is is that these people find themselves in situations where they are cut off from modern 
the modern world, mm-hmm. but they have held on to their culture, held on to their language, held on to their recipes, held on to their stories. And is that a result like of that. them hiding that they ended up so far, or is some, it just a matter of just of merging is, and moving? Some of some of it is hiding. Some of it is, you know. Um, as much as Guyana wants itself to be a great, vast country of country. industry and technology, it is not. The majority of the country is bush. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these um, plantation owners, Dutch plantation owners and English plantation owners at the time, did not take the time to... Um, really go into the deeper parts of the land. So when slavery was abolished in these countries, which is way before American slavery was mm-hmm. abolished a lot of the times, these people basically were like, yo, we're going to preserve our culture. Stay we're going to pre- preserve what we know. We're going to stay here where we are, but we're going to preserve what we know. Mm-hmm. And so they moved further into the bush areas and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this includes not only you know, the African slaves. It includes also, like, the Arawak Indians and all of those people. So they preserved their culture by pulling away from Mm -hmm. what was modern at the time. And then it allowed them to preserve, to, like, literally preserve language without any... modern now. Right. (laughs) So there's no level of Creole in their language because they speak their original languages. They speak their original... They they have their original culture, mm-hmm. and they pulled away from those things. And by doing so, it allowed them to still have a connection to Africa, and you know their in, the indigenous people of so that all area. All these years, they have uh-huh. kept it alive, mm-hmm. like back home. Yes, preserved in the forest. Absolutely, and, and even now, like I watched a documentary, maybe about even the homes that they build are close mm-hmm. to home. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Um, there are people who have never seen a television that in is Guyana. Amazing. There Let's are talk to people, these people, right? There are people who have never seen um, airplanes and cars and things like that. Planes don't go over there. No cars don't come that far. When they see that kind of stuff, it's usually somebody coming in to try to like understand what mm-hmm. their culture is. Understand there's like what's that. Going um, on. like that. There's that tribe off of India. Um, with the people like they preserved it, the guy was trying to go and convert them. Did you hear about that? The, the missionary went to convert them, and, and they don't let people come close because a few years ago, well, like maybe Jim Jones. No, it was like this young white guy. I forget. It's off the coast of India. There's this tribe of people that live on the island, and they have done it once before where they tried to come and help them, and they took some of the people off the island, and they got really sick, and when they got they came back, mm-hmm. they killed off half the people. They don't allow anybody on the island. So this young white guy was trying to, a missionary was trying to go out. There. It was like like last year it happened. Mm-hmm. Trying to go out there, um, and you know convert them, and they killed him on sight. And then they, the two people that were helping him get close, they oh, got arrested. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I if you look at them, they look like black people. People right. don't want to say it, but they but are not, very dark skinned. Skipping over that, that point. But I did not skip over. That's very obvious to me in the pictures that I did see. <laughs> You're not allowed to go out there anymore. Mm-hmm. But they have preserved their culture. And because the here's like, the thing: people are very serious about preserving their culture, their ways of life. How many more islands are like that? Here. You know, but, what I'm but there are so many. Because, so many like, like that. Um, Trinidad technically has. Six races, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, six races, um, and there's a race called Dugla. Dugla. Dugla, and I've I've said oh, that before. Dugla. That Dugla. Another? Yeah, Dugla. So that is a race of people that come from the black 
people that were brought the 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 Africans that were brought mm-hmm. what is that and supposed the to indigenous um, people mixing together okay okay and so by mixing together they created a whole new race of people oh, that wow. have both African ancestry and Indian and indigenous, ancestry indigenous right so um it is a and Trinidad is technically a whole race of people because mm-hmm. what they did was, okay, I'm Dugla because mm-hmm. I know I can trace my people back to the first African and the first oh, Indian wow. and that came to my family. And we created this line of people and we were we married people who were the same. Mm. African, Indian, mm-hmm. ancestry, we married the same. That's and they strong. continued this culture. It's a very strong culture. Um, It's one of those things where when you learn about what Dugla is. Everybody's like, what? What is that? <laughs> but if you come to America and you say Dugla, it doesn't make sense. It's, right. not, it's not a, there's no race like that, that equals Dugla. We but would have had that. We would have, yeah. but however, they, the way that they, they stratify, uh, what's the word I want to say? Stratifies? Stratifies. Is that the right word? Stratified? It, strat- strat- they, the way the strata is com- mm-hmm. in, in regards to race. Mm-hmm. There isn't a strata that equals Dugla. Oh, no, no. And Not I have anymore. an aunt. I have an aunt who she has a Dugla father mm-hmm. and a Dugla mother. Mm-hmm. But all of the kids came out looking differently. Wow. So some look black. Mm-hmm. And when they come here, they're black. Mm-hmm. Same mother, same father. Mm-hmm. Then you have some that are kind of in the middle where they're racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Can't really tell what they are. You don't know where to mm-hmm. place them. They're Dugla. Right, they're du- <laughs> like we would say Dugla, but right. the uh, United States oh, doesn't have a category for, for them. And so, because there's no no specific category for them, it's hard for them to say I'm black because that means they feel they feel like they're Leaving denying. Out. Yeah, they're I never understood Indian why people heritage. have to do that. Why you mm-hmm. have to? That's very confusing. It is. It's hard for people, especially in the Caribbean, because there is so much intermixing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a product of a Trinidadian father, mm-hmm. but his fa- his mother's Guyanese and his father's Trinidadian. Oh, wow. Right? My mother, mother, father from Guyana. Mm-hmm. And because I know what the culture is on both sides, mm-hmm. and I have... I have Chinese ancestry. Mm-hmm. I have Indian ancestry. I have Dutch ancestry. I have all of these things. It's hard to pinpoint and say, yes, I'm black. Because in America, yes, I'm black based on the color of my skin. Uh, but my to lineage me, my lineage varied. helps me understand, helps me to know that there are so... This, I'm a child of the world. Right. It's, <laughs> there's so many... This, my, I'm stratified as far as... as, far as cause if you were to go to... Um, finding their roots or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, who do you think you are kind of shows, it would show that I have European ancestry. Mm-hmm. It would show that I have um, um, Indian ancestry, like indigenous to the Caribbean right. ancestry. It would show that I have um, Chinese ancestry. It would show all of those things in mm-hmm. my bloodline because that's true. I actually know those people. Mm-hmm. So I can trace it back. Right. African Americans have this situation where they know slave ancestors, but mm-hmm. very rarely do we know can they before. trace it before right, which is America crazy, right? And so it, it 
in 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 terms of you know Black History Month, tracing your family, knowing your history. African Americans have a difficulty you in know, connecting those things. Of, we're always gonna be like that adopted child that yeah, never knows your who your parents are. Right, you're always kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Those kids always are kind of lost. Mm-hmm. I have a side story I'll tell you later about people who are lost. <laughs> Um, but I feel like even as they get older, you still kind of like, you know, something's missing. I don't know where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So when people try to tell you to go back home, it's like, I grew up here. Right. My people are from here. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, mm-hmm. this is home. Mm-hmm. I can't trace back any further because you didn't allow me to trace it back any further. Absolutely. How fucking rude of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I wish people, and when we tried that, we tried going to Liberia. They didn't like that too much. The people who lived there were not very happy that people were moving there and they tried to kill them. So, and I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's kind of one of those things like, like once you're within that culture, you kind of understand the here in America. Yeah. You understand certain things about what, where you came from, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's a certain level of expectation Up to attached a point. to you. Yes. Yeah. And so it's hard to, especially like Black History Month and things where they It's start. hard to be attached to that, though. It is. For me, I had the struggle of, am I black enough to understand the struggle of the African-American? Am I black enough to understand the struggle of the African-American? Right. Like, and then it's kind of like, it's kind of like, okay, once I got, to, once I started learning, like Black History Month was a thing for me mm-hmm. where I was connected because in New York, it was hard for me. It wasn't hard. I, I will say it was, Black History Month was different for me in New mm-hmm. York. Because a lot of the school that I went to was filled with Caribbean Americans, mm-hmm. first generation immigrant American kids. So, it's like, it's not our so for all of us, the experience kind of mirrored each other mm-hmm. in that we knew that we were the first ones mm-hmm. to come here and be born here, mm-hmm. but we were the first ones to also have ties to the original countries. Mm-hmm. So we all had this kind of like weird existence of. First, being first generation is hard as shit because in your house, oh, it's so wherever the hell your your parents were from. Exactly. As soon as you walk out the front door, it's... you're expected to be American. Mm. And having those two different things playing against each other on a regular basis, it was hard to navigate I'm black versus I'm Caribbean. For me, in New York, it was easier for me to identify as a Caribbean American. People it's a lot more people, that. yeah. Here, here in, in, in Virginia, once I came here, it's very weird. You're just hard. black. You're black. There's no you're it's black, black or white. you're Mexican, even if right. you are from Venezuela. Right. Because <laughs> they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to stratify. They don't you know, know the difference. The, the, the but Latinx part of that is history, are, right. and them telling them that you can't have like my grandmother. And people like to say this, but my grandmother is black and native, and so mm-hmm. she's like from the Eastern Shore. So mm-hmm. that's a thing, but you mm-hmm. can't. They took it away. So I forget the how to client that told me all the story but they took away the fact you can't be that you can be black or you're white so mm-hmm. my that one saying, drop rule is you black or you're not right but they did that to eliminate this whole race of people you eliminate right. the whole race of people mm-hmm. by doing that and so mm-hmm. like we really don't even if we're here we had lineage we knew our lineage mm-hmm. and you took that back from us as well so my right. grandma's thing says that she's black but i show a picture of you and people are like who's the white lady because right. so like, <laughs> like that's my grandma and that's weird to me because i didn't think about my family in terms of color until i moved down here mm-hmm. like i spent my summers on the eastern shore of my grandmother's house but i never like someone saw me one time i was like oh your mom is light-skinned and i was like what <laughs> that's my mom like i don't know what you're talking about so down here it's weird like people like to 
class you and typify you and it's yes. a very strange place to be like they they force you to accept something that you're not because right. you know and I, and I have I have a hard time accepting black as mm. my only term um, for me like even I, I think I, I think I posted it on um, Instagram today where I was basically like I'm the proud daughter of immigrants mm-hmm. I've accepted that as my reality a long, long time ago. Were people still embarrassed um, by that thing? People are, people are, what's that word? I think growing up in New York allowed me the space to explore what it meant to be as a first generation mm-hmm. immigrant child. Um, and having that experience allowed me to connect to my culture mm-hmm. in a way that I cannot connect to my culture elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we moved to Virginia, we were hard pressed to find that community. That community. You definitely have a bigger community in New then, York. Right, exactly. And and have that community definitely. and have that 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 um connection to people that knew what your struggles were. Mm-hmm. And so when we first moved to Virginia, there was a lot of like every other weekend trips to New York mm-hmm. because it was hard to transition. Mm-hmm. And then once the transition occurred, it was like, okay, I knew that I needed to keep that part of myself Definitely. alive because that culture meant something to mm-hmm. me. That culture was was a part of yeah, my it doesn't life. Disappeared. My lifestyle was based on that because there were things that I knew inside my house were different than yeah. everyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, even basic basic things like answering the telephone and I how you called other people. It was kind of hello, good night. This is kind of situation. Oh, I had that. Thanks for calling the Ferguson residence. This is right, like, yeah. right, right. And it was kind well, of I was like you know, hello, a good night. Like call, when I would call, call center operator. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, like calling my friends' homes, it was weird for me, and they would just be like, "Yo, you're so weird." And I used to laugh because I used to be like. No, that's how no, you actually you answer the phone. phone. Call such and such registrants. You say, hey, um, hello, good evening. This is mm-hmm. Natasha. I'm calling to speak to blah, blah, blah. And that's the how person people know would, who you're right, calling Right, and they for. would you're identify like, hey, themselves as, hi, hello? I'm blase Blah's mom. And it was like, hello, good hi. evening, Mrs. Such and Such. Yes. May manners. I speak to such and such? Oh, you have manners too. And it was one of those things <laughs> where it was like, my friends were like, you know you don't have to do that. You no, certainly do. I, have I to. still call people Miss and Ma'am and Sir and such. That That is weird. And I and I found that. I have West Indian parents. <laughs> right. I, I, I found that in my even in my adulthood, I say, yes, people ma'am, still, no, ma'am. People and still yes, don't sir, do that. no, sir. They weren't and raised right. They weren't raised to be adults in this world. That <laughs> annoys me to no end. And Some then, of y'all parents did not raise y'all to be adults. No. At all. They just and, and raised they, you they and raised they threw you, you out in the, the streets. And once you turn 18, it was a wrap. Like, get the fuck out. No. And like, even at work, I have a, a sign on my door at work that literally has like a handprint that says, stop. <laughs> Before you go any further. Before you move further in the conversation <laughs> that you think you're going to have with me in my office. Mm. Stop. Say good morning, mm-hmm. good afternoon, or whatever the salutation start talking to me? should be. Exactly. Ask me if it is okay to have this oh, conversation first. Permission. Then if I say <laughs> Greetings, yes. Permission. Acceptance. There you go. <laughs> and my kids at work are always they like, don't know why what to do, do you act like that? I'm like, Because I'm a person that deserves respect. And, I and I'm working right now. Right. And, and you're laugh. rude right now. You are being very you need rude. You learn manners. Right. This is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, like, 
when I first put it up, they were all lost. Like, what the fuck does that mean? They've never. What do you mean? And I used to be like, "Welcome to being a person." The fuck? Right. <laughs> I said, and, and and I have a sign on my door that's uh, is like the rules of talking to Miss Sims, and it literally is: ask, don't demand anything from me. Oh. Right? Down the wall too. Yeah, it's on my door, <laughs> so they know. Like, and and I don't keep it from them because you need me to give me my. Phone. I was late. I was I was raised a certain way, a way, and I need them. To I am know Adele that. here. In my a hierarchy. years, I have I have, <laughs> I have earned the right to those things, <laughs> and based on your level of whatever you went through at your household, I'm going to undo it so it office. is correct. So, and I and I have that now with my kids, where they'd be like, "Yo, I went and asked such and such a question, right?" I, I said, did, "Well, did you say good morning?" I said, "Good morning." I asked them if they were ready for the conversation, <laughs> and I asked them the question if they said they were ready. If they were not ready, I asked them when did they think when they would think be, ready be ready in order to, to receive. These are the life lessons, I'm and they're and they're like, "Yo, Sims, like it worked like it a charm." Worked. I'm what? like, Having manners works. Treating people but of respect the thing works. Is, is that they were not That's taught amazing. these things. They were not taught these things at their home. All that crazy stuff you doing. Look at that. <laughs> Rewiring your kids' brain. Oh man. Uh, well, and, they didn't get it either. So who's right. gonna pass it on to you? At the same time, I'm like, why didn't they get it? Like, because no one else thought that was important. And and it's that it's the West Indian mixed with the European uh, upbringing that our parents had that yes. we got passed on to. <laughs> Indeed. And like I've I spent a lot of time like researching. I'm like I have a cousin. What up, yo? What hey, up, cuz? Um, I have a cousin that lives in England, um, with his husband. And there's things like he'll say to me, like, the things that we learned at home, born in Jamaica, mm-hmm. moved to America, the whole everything. Mm-hmm. He'll say, Hey, the things that we learn home. It works out for me here in England because it mm, makes sense. Yeah, to the people told you here. it was the. And then you have to remember that a English lot of the Caribbean literally <laughs> was was they, they were conquered by the Europe the, mm. the the UK system. It's very proper. Whether it's England, Scotland, or Ireland, they were they were conquered by these countries, and in doing so, it the way that there are things that we say and do in those countries that translate mm. very well to England, mm-hmm. which is how the wind rush works so well. Mm. Oh. Because the school systems were the same. Oh. The, the, the way they were taught certain things were the same. So allowing these people to go through the wind rush situation, and if you don't understand the wind rush, I'm going to give you a 30-second, maybe a minute history on the wind rush. Quick history. So, so what had happened wind rush was... Right, wind rush 101. So what had happened was all of the Caribbean nations that England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales had taken over under the English crown mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, South America, and yeah, Caribbean, South America, and some parts of Africa. What happened is, is that England, after the wor- World War II, said, hey, mm. there is no way for us to bring our countries back to where they need to be. You know what? So what we're going to do is offer anyone who would like to come to these countries, whether you served in the military, whether you were a teacher, doctor, lawyer, whatever, we want to bring engineer, whatever you were, we're going to bring you to these countries to fix what was broken in World War II. 
Who broke it? There were some after effects of World War One because Windrush actually started technically wor- the end of World War One. Oh wow! World War Two was the 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 mainstream influx of people, mm-hmm. and so what happened is under the Windrush, it allowed all the people who were born in countries that were technically under the British umbrella mm-hmm. to come to the UK to fix the UK, to get it back to running speed, that those people were were allowed to come to the UK and have technically be given citizenship Mm -hmm. under the UK. However, However, when those persons came to the UK, they worked for years. And then in the late 1990s, so early 2000s, World War II, mm. to early like to late 90s, generations early 2000s, have been created. At now, this point. <laughs> at this point, you have created children and grandchildren, mm-hmm. great grandchildren in some cases. Some people came here when they were 15, came to the UK when they were 15, 16 years old. So by the time this happened, they were now on their first set of grandkids. Oh my goodness. And what happened is England basically got to a point where it said, you know what? We're done. We tired (laughs) of these immigrants trying to claim that they are UK citizens. Right around the the time where the euro became popular. Mm -hmm. So once the euro became popular, that's when it came to the situation where they're like, wait, are you actually a citizen? Are you, how are you, how did you get here? And so, oh, well, what you right. brought me here? <laughs> so, what ended up happening is the UK started to have to like look at people's paperwork that got them here. And if you know anything about people from the Caribbean, they save they everything. save the paperwork. So they were able to bring their paperwork that said I was invited to come, I was asked to come. So they, they sent them letters and me. stuff? Yes, they sent them letters. They sent them acceptance. You were able to come to the UK. Acceptance letter transition. to the UK. And it's basically, basically the letter said that if you come mm-hmm. to do these jobs, you will be considered... So this paper is my citizenship. Yes, this, okay. you will be considered a citizen of Europe before your country became an independent nation. Mm. So like Guyana became an independent nation in 66, mm-hmm. I believe. If you came to the UK before 66, you were an English citizen because England was the ones running the country mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. However, that grandfathered in, like literally. Right. Literally <laughs> grandfathered in. You are a citizen based on the fact that you were born in a country that was owned, that by, was our owned by us mm-hmm. and run by oh, us. You are us. Okay. You are a citizen of us. However, the prime ministers at the time and the the leadership the political leadership at the time kind of was like nah yo we not doing that and people were kind of in limbo for literally 15 to 20 years of whether or not they were a citizen or not another generation yes <laughs> so in the in the early 2000s it came to a, a head where these people were like, you brought us here for Wait, this. It's too late you now. You promised us this. You gonna send and me back? Some people, according to the research, something about 200 people were sent back to their original countries out of the UK based on this Windrush situation. They couldn't find their letter? 
They couldn't find their letters. Um, there was a mysterious fire at some of the um, government records places, and like like there were mysterious times. fires. There were miraculous um, 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 loss of documentation, and a lot just of things. Just happened to be on their documentation. Yes, just and, so just and, so happened to be so. Yes, and because the documentation was well, then lost, that is usually let me stay. At this point, not right. my fault. And all of them peti- <laughs> petition to stay and say, "Hey, I've been working in your country for thirty plus years." Oh, you could, can't you see work records and taxes and stuff? Right, like they that? were able. People we, were pay- we were paying taxes in the country. That t- is telling me I got to go back to where I originally came from. And some of the people within the rin- wind this rush, point, you don't have house there anymore. You don't have any right. family there anymore. There's there's lots of documentaries on YouTube that will tell you about people who had difficulty within the wind rush situation that were. As early as 2000, as late as, I should say, as 2014, 15, being deported back to their original countries because when they tried to apply for the equivalent of Social Security in the mm-hmm. UK, they're like, we don't have your paperwork. It burned in the fire. It burned in the fire. Stop playing, Stop playing games, white people. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a lot of that. And then you have situations where people come to America and they came on a green card, never became a citizen, mm-hmm. so now they're not eligible for a lot of the oh, things. Oh, jeez. And so I have a lot of family members that have that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where you have to, you need to navigate the 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 landscape as an immigrant that you did not have to navigate elsewhere. You had no problem bringing me over here. Right. Have me build your city. Mm-hmm. You asked me to come, right? I did come, and now you was gonna throw me away. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Is that still going, or is it? So the Windrush situation. Um, Theresa May in in the UK apologized for that did she? system. She did. She bring the people back. She brought it. She the people that left. They I think they may have gave given them an option to come back. Okay, because they were deported illegally because the paperwork wasn't right. Um, I know there's at this a, point already. Yes, and Come I have on. family. I have family who in the UK. I have family in Canada. I have mm-hmm. family in the United States. I have family back in the same exact countries where we came from, and everybody kind of got to a point where it was kind of like, "It is what it is. Yeah. We are where we are. We're yeah. gonna, you know, accept what make we've been work, given yeah. and make it work." Um, there are some who want to come to the United States. Um, you sure y'all want to come here? Right. I keep telling them, "Don't do that." It's, it's crazy out here. This is not the place to be right now. We're um, trying to go somewhere else. And and for me, like, <laughs> me trying to go on a backwards level of getting dual citizenship, mm-hmm. that has been a trial and a half. A trial and a half of getting dual citizenship. But once I establish that, which will hopefully be around November of this year, I will be officially a dual citizen of Trinidad and United States. Yay. Um it will make it much easier for me. And once I have my dual citizenship, mm-hmm. I can offer that to my children as oh, well. Awesome. So I am your child. <laughs> <laughs> you can adopt me. I also have a place to retreat to when the white people go crazy, which is happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where you know that it could happen. And it was kind of, it's, it's which African really country is giving out citizenship? Ghana. Ghana? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I, I might not. I like 100 over Christmas. Who? Just giving away citizenships? Mm-hmm. Where was I? Working? Not I was working. Ghana. Not in Ghana. Not in Ghana. Jeez. I but they were fun. able to 
basically try to trace a lot of the histories of people and then offer dual citizenship to a lot of people. Nice. Ghana, I think what you call that got one? It's one of my um, mom's friends. Um, Ivory Coast, Nigeria. What's the other country? Have you ever looked at an ab- African map? And some other places offered dual citizenship for people who could trace their, their histories back to those countries. So wait, I got to pay for this? I don't think black people yes. should have to pay yes, yes, for it, a DNA testing. You should not. But I feel the like, time, they're in a way... Me and my mom are on a quest to figure out exactly where we come from in, in Guyana. Okay. Um, Guinea is a country that we know of based on documentaries that we followed that those people are still in The in Gulf Guyana. of Guinea is actually... Oh, Guinea. I'm going to get Guinea. Mm-hmm. So my mom and I, we've 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 said okay, so that's possible for us that Guinea is a is a country that we can go back to, Africa wise. I don't based think on the people who are there. You ever talk to black people in America? I don't really think they've actually looked at an African map. I know they know what it looks like, but if you look at like the western coast, there's a lot more countries that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Guinea and Ghana, like Nigeria is kind of like in tucked in, but like more is it Mauritania? Mm-hmm. It's going to be close mm-hmm. in Guinea and Ghana would be the kind of fossils inside. Like there's some countries here that are like on the outside mm-hmm. that I feel like people don't consider when they say like I'm from Africa. They want to know what their tribe most is. Most of the time when people think of Africa, they think of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Or Ghana. South Africa, mm-hmm. Ghana. Kenya, Ethiopia. Kenya, Egypt, Ethiopia, Egypt. Morocco maybe. And Morocco. Algeria. Mm-hmm. Algeria. Mm-hmm. For the French, which I didn't even know was a possibility until we had a French exchange student that came and lived mm. with us. And she said, my parents are from Algeria. And we were like, so you African? And she was like, no, yeah, French. No, I was no, like, no, no, girl. No, no, that is part. That's a large part. You are Algerian. I'm looking at the map right and now. When we, when we, when we it's told a large her that, part of Africa. And she was like, <laughs> she, she, her mind was blown. That she was from Africa? That technically she's African. And not because French. That's French. In her mind, I'm French. I look France like a French girl. I act like a Algeria. French girl. But both of her far- parents were from Algeria. No, boo boo. Oh, she grew up in France. She grew up in France. Okay. Okay. But I said, do you know, technically, mm. you are African. Mm-hmm. It blew her mind. And then when we showed her on a map Where and we gave it to her, it, she was like, is. oh, shit. I feel like people say they're from Morocco. They're like, they don't consider that Africa either. No. But it's definitely Africa. Little back of the head, yeah. <laughs> and like she said, there's a lot of people in France from Algeria that will never tell you that they're, they're from, from Algeria. And I was like, "What? What is the issue?" She was like, "Because technically, we would have to say we're African, Again, right? And that is not something that is That's accepted. Not something acceptable. Now, mind you, she, w- I was thirteen mm-hmm. when she came to live with us." Oh, wow. And it was when we first moved to Virginia, like, permanently, like, Mm. we were here, here. And I was, like, 13, 14 when she came to live with us. And both of her parents were originate from Algeria. And I kept trying to tell her, you're black. And she kept saying, no, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm French. And I said, you're skipping (laughs) a part of your history. You should learn. You are Algerian, which yes, means you, you are, are African. Tech African. I can't did say she you're actually. Like? No, she did okay. not. She's like a regular French girl. Okay. 
she from the the northern had, tip of had, Algeria. She had she had when the summertime came, mm. she tanned very well. Of course she did, right? <laughs> That's all my extra melanin is showing up. Then you want to admit she can stay stay inside all summer. She was one of those <laughs> kids that was told don't go outside for too long. Mm. But when she was here, she went outside, and we were like, "Oh, look at you! Girl, you brown! Look at your color coming on you through! You brown! <laughs> you don't want to admit it, but you, but little, you brown. It's a brown. real tan. You got a, you got a little tan to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! And Sophie, and then I had another one like the year after, maybe two years later, and he basically was like, "Okay, so let me explain something to you. Break it down." And when he explains to us about how it is one thing to be black, mm-hmm. but it's different to be black and French. Because they look at you as like a bastard child. Because you are. And he said it's hard for people whose family can trace themselves back to the African continent mm-hmm. and back to like Haiti. Mm-hmm. Yes, you speak French. But. But. And he said that but always make you feel inferior Mm. and so he said a lot of his friends were ethiopian this that and the third Mm. were all these african countries that came learned french they acclimated Mm. they were able to learn the language do all these things and be able to function within the language within the culture but he said when you had people from like haiti they speak your language yes Mm -hmm. they speak it fluently and beautifully Mm -hmm. But their culture is not the same Mm-mm. as yours. It was a disconnect. Mm. And so he said, People you know, speak I this wish, language in other places. Right. And he said, I wish that it didn't exist. And he was one of those people, he was very, I, I want to wanna call it like all lives matter, but it was kind of like a, French we all lives speak, matter. The, the, the <laughs> thing that connects us is language. Mm-hmm. But we should all get to know the cultural part of each mm-hmm. other. And he was very, very much about that, hmm. of learning the cultural part of each other. Yeah. And he was very, like, he wanted to know the culture of America. That's mm-hmm. why he came. Mm-hmm. And we taught him what we knew mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And we gave him that what he knew to be able to take back to, right. America, to, to, to France and say, this is what they're into, whatever, whatever. And he was... French all the way back through his family through like the 15, oh, wow. 1400s. Oh, he wow. traced his family in France. Mm-hmm. He was French, French. Right. But Sophie, not so much. Not Sophie, no. <laughs> and he was one of those, like between the two of them having those two exchanged, mm-hmm. it actually changed like what I thought about diaspora in mm. my mind, not knowing what it meant at the time, right, right. but just knowing like, okay, they came here, they know nothing, mm. but they're going to go back to their countries and tell what they learned. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to speak differently because of what they experienced right. here. That's very important to us. Yeah. So definitely. we did the whole like Williamsburg tour of oh, wow. what black Americans had to go through. Mm-hmm. Once they left wherever they were from, this is where they ended up, this is how mm-hmm. it went through. And and they both we did I think we did both of them the exact mm-hmm. same way. We gave them what it meant. Okay, once they left the continent of Africa, mm-hmm. this is what they had to endure here. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them came to a uh, wow. Like they don't teach us this in school in France. They don't teach us either. <laughs> and a lot of it is they don't teach us here in America is either. Right. 
but it was a lot of research, a lot of, okay, so where do we learn Is that story? why you get that attitude? Like, when I would meet people in college, I would meet, like, Nigerians and Ethiopians, and they treat you like like a bastard child. Like, you're here, you took a throwaway, you're not really African, you're black, but you're not really like us, we're better mm-hmm. than you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I don't think they ever get that part of the history either. Mm-mm. And I think if people from the continent knew what people who ended up in other places went through. Mm-hmm. And really, so no knew. one teaches about the you know the stealing of people. Don't. And I the, think it's, it's 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 where do people go when you're in a country? Say for instance, we'll call Liberia. Mm-hmm. We'll say Liberia because Liberia was a lot of Americans mm-hmm. who, who were re- born re- in America who came back mm-hmm. to the continent. Right. Um, Marcus Garvey and such. Right, right, right. Because yeah. during Garvey that time, they were, there was a big push to go back to where mm. you came from. What's that, what's that term for those people? Not the Garveyites. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those Garvey people who said, okay, you don't want us here, we'll go back to Africa. If you give us a place to go, we'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, their history, when they trace themselves back, it's like, okay, continent to America, back to continent. Mm. There's some Americans that did, do not have that be- ability to trace themselves in that way. Not at all. And so sometimes they there's a disconnect within the diaspora of where's your family from? Can you trace your family back? Oh, because they sold me and then they traded us around and then they flipped everything around. Flipped it and made sure that we did not know. Right. And and and, and they don't the, learn that part? No. That's sad. And and people from the continent don't know that part. It's kinda like you left are you actually ours? Um, yeah, where the heck do we come from? Where else would and we that, be? But, from? But that, was a com- that was a conversation that I had with a lot of um people from the continent when I went to college. Mm-hmm. Of it's not that we view you as Americans. It's more of a you don't know where you came from, and they they, they treat you like at your fault. But how am I supposed to know? And you steal right. people and intermingle them. Mm-hmm. People you confuse steal people. them, right? People steal people, and or sell them off, right? And I think a lot of a lot of like people for especially from the eastern coast mm-hmm. of Africa, some you know further inland. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this idea of what we should have become. Oh yeah, yeah. I got that too. What we, what, what like we you are. here, and you didn't take advantage of all these benefits, and it's like, no, we're here, but they also have put all these stops in front of us, and, and they don't understand. Let us know who we are. Right, and, and, we're and, lost. Right, and so like I had a, when I was very to, disrespectful when I went to college. I had a lot of people from Liberia mm-hmm. who can trace their family roots to African slaves in America. Oh wow! But they don't like they discount that part of their because they were back. And when they came back to the continent, it was like this is where our real history mm-hmm. begins. And no, that's part of your story it, though. It was one of those things we had a lot of conversations and a lot of arguments and a lot of things where we were like, no, y'all left and they came back. back. And so you don't know where you're from you're either because you're, you're not leaving. from Liberia. Exactly, that was another country, right? So where exactly? <laughs> Where are you from? Oh. You don't know either. So Liberia, Look at you. It, takes like <laughs> three, it takes like two or three generations before they say, I'm Liberian. Mm. My roommate in college was from Liberia. Mm-hmm. Spoke perfect English. Was, 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 
culture, Liberian culture that was created. Mm-hmm. But that was not your original culture. Where is your family from originally? And got irritated when I asked, okay, I know the history of Liberia. Mm-hmm. They didn't know the history of Liberia? She was. It's not ever said. She was, she was irritated. Recolonized asked, Africans? She was irritated that I asked about. How dare you? Where Question. Are your, where is your family from? Because she doesn't know? No, she knew, but she... Didn't want to say. It was that shameful? It was was a shame to her that it was... was, That you were slaves? Mm -mm. It was more of a shame that I knew. That you knew? That I knew. Other people know. (laughs) And then when I asked her about it, and I and I went and I sat with her about it, I was like, I'm not trying to get dig into your business. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to... So I'm, not, I I'm, not to, dig, but I'm not trying to dig. I'm not trying to dig. Let but you I'm know. To what I know. Because I know, know <laughs> the history of Liberia. Mm-hmm. Do you know your history before Liberia? And she, uh, 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 and she just seemed to be like distraught with the whole conversation. That's just a no. <laughs> we had the conversation. The conversation basically was like, my family is Yoruba, Nigeria. That's where mm-hmm. we originated from. Mm-hmm. Liberia is where we know. Mm-hmm. We don't know Yoruba except for the traditions that were brought to my family. Mm. We don't know certain things. And then when we came back to Africa, we had to relearn all mm-hmm. of those things. But Liberia doesn't technically have like an official language except for English. Oh, wow. So what's spoken there? English. Nothing else? There are the tribal dialects, dialects. Tribal things. But that's also a reconfiguration. Right. And so Liberia is, a, book. is a weird. The book? Liberia is a weird situation because there were people mm. who were in America who left the continent, mm-hmm. went to America, and came back, but technically can't trace where they came back to mm. and what culture they came back to. So they had to go about, you know, I am through their own research, figure out where their families are from, how That's they connect crazy. to all those things. But. Another America, the story of Liberia. Yes. And America is one of those, uh, the story of America, if you research very well, which I have done, um, down to the be, to the, you know, educational level of America, the diaspora in general, um, I had enough credits to get myself an extra minor, but I was like, I did not declare it. Well, in retrospect, I wish I had done things differently. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had done, like, I had I done the work. in some psychology and some right. black history. There is a degree at VCU for that. Yeah, I, I have I, considered I have, it. I have. Because some of y'all are crazy, first of all. Right, I have and had second the. second of all, <laughs> we have some post-traumatic slave syndrome going right. on. I, I have and the. Third of all, we don't know who we are. True. <laughs> like, I have the knowledge of the American diasporatic system. Mm-hmm. But then I also have the cultural system based on what I know from mm-hmm. where my parents are from. And so piecing those things together, and I took a lot of classes in school. Able, I was able to declare a minor, but chose not to declare that specific minor. Maybe you could have. I chose a different one that gave me a graduate certificate in applied behavioral science. Oh, nice. I chose that one I mean, that was useful. above all because I knew what I wanted to do. And it and it's not that I didn't want to focus on that. I just knew what I wanted to do, and that right. d- did not fold well at the time into that. The American colony of free Negroes on the coast of Africa. Yes. That's what this book is called. Yes. Liberia or the early history and Sigma preservation of the American colony mm-hmm. of the free Negroes. This is a long title, Michael Ennis. 
Now, if you go into the history of Liberia, you start to understand that there is there are this problematic things within. Yeah, like the people attacking history. them when they got there because they didn't want them yes. on the land. I because read that the, the land that they they had originally was it purchased for them, but it, it wasn't was purchased. However, the indigenous people of the land was like, "Hell no, nah, you don't, don't get that." And so there was a lot Liberia, of... Liberia, America's African stepchild. Yes, that is exactly... <laughs> I'm going to have to read some of these. I am interested. <laughs> right. And, and, and the thing about it is, like, the time that... It, at the time when they were going over back to Africa, it was kind of a point where America had gotten to the point where people were free mm-hmm. or semi-free-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and the white aristocracy was basically like go back and it was like like nigga we want to go back but we don't know where but we don't know where we're going because some of us don't know our native languages we were too young to understand what those Mm. things were and we don't know where we're supposed to be that whole go back thing is ridiculous to me like you know you stole these people you know you bought these people people steal people you keep the paperwork so they can go back and and that's that's why I mean there there is some paperwork yeah there's paperwork but like if you go back to a lot of the, the original <laughs> slave trade post-1620. Oh, yeah, no. Especially, like, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Maryland, um, those areas, and, and, and New Orleans, mm. you will find that there is a lot of paperwork that says, like, census paperwork, official paperwork, government paperwork, that says this person entered this country at this time. Hmm. When you start to look through their paperwork post 1620 1624 mm-hmm. i think was the first time they took you the original better than me. i'm trying to remember like 1624 might have been the first time a <laughs> census was done okay like 1624 16 i will take your word on it between 1624 and 1700 it, was the first time a <laughs> census was done mm-hmm. and it wasn't an official census it was kind of like it's a neighborhood census it was it, right it was kind of like who do you own Versus oh, okay, okay. This is official name count. by name. Mm-hmm. It was the counting of who was here. Oh, okay, okay. Before the colonies were established right. and things like that. So, or during the time that they were establishing colonies. Mm-hmm. And some slaves are named, are named mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in court documentation, land documentation, things like that. Some are literally named male, female by age, and that mm-hmm. was all you got. Right. Um, some were specific in name mm-hmm. by you know they give you their first name um that kind of thing so trying to trace certain people and certain things that were going on it was kind of hard yeah because you can't really trace pack past a certain point and shows like um finding your roots or who mm-hmm. do you think you are has done a great job in hmm. connecting people to their original, like nice. when they first got to this country. Like when did your family that? first got here? And it's based on documentation. Okay. Such and such owned such and such. Mm-hmm. This person, at the time when they owned such and such, so we'll use the name Malachi. Mm-hmm. Malachi was 21 years old mm-hmm. in this census. Mm-hmm. The census before that, which would have been 10 years, mm-hmm. five to 10 years before that. Malachi was two. Mm-hmm. So who was Malachi's mom? Right. Is there a name? Oh, okay. So what they will say is, it's you know, back um, stuff. slave owner Hudson 
owned a slave by by, by age 22 mm-hmm. that had four children. Mm. I own all of those children. Malachi would have been two if it says male two. That's they can connect that that's uh, possibly Malachi. Wow. So by doing that, people can kind of trace their families mm-hmm. back. And like these shows, like you know, like I said, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Um, um, finding your roots. There's one called Long Lost Family in mm. the UK that kind of can trace some of those things further mm-hmm. back for you so you can kind of wow. see like where you came from. Um, but especially, well, for people who are born of like Caribbean heritage, mm-hmm. we can trace ourselves back to at least one white ancestor. Yeah. The majority oh, yeah. of us yeah. can trace it to one white ancestor and or one indigenous ancestor. Mm-hmm. And by being able to do so, it allows us a different peek into what our ancestors did, where they were, who they were, the mixes of people that we have within us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, like in, in bringing it all together, we can say that black history is not only African-American history. No. Black history is a diasporatic spread mm-hmm. across various continents and how we were able to affect the change in those places and allow them to acknowledge our our presence in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had, you know, several instances within my own life and my own lifetime to connect to, you know, I'm first generation American, mm-hmm. but I also have strong ties to the countries where my parents come from, mm-hmm. which is not a part of black history to a lot of people. I feel like it should be. I it think should it's, be. we need to, I hate people like, oh, they didn't teach the system school. It's like, well, my parents didn't leave that to the school. Right. Every summer I had to read all these books on black mm-hmm. Americans and mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey and whatever. But, but like, especially like for West End, people born of like Caribbean heritage. Right. We have come to the states, whether it's New York, Miami, wherever else we end up, because there's lots of places we could end up. Right. Um, that we brought the culture with us. Mm-hmm. We influence the culture of the places that we go, mm-hmm. and that we maintain a certain level of culture within our homes. Right. Because, like I said, there's things that, you know, within my home, were normal, but were abnormal once I crossed the threshold mm-hmm. of my front door. I used to like going to people's homes. I wanted to see how they did stuff. <laughs> so I know how my parents were, and I was like, what do you guys do? And I'd go some places, and I was like, your parents let you do this? That's insane. <laughs> I, went I didn't go to so many houses, though. No, my mom was, was very... family from churches, yeah. like, from church that I was church going to stay at. And yeah, like, Girl you know, Scouts and stuff. Like, but that's family church friends. Too. Yeah. There was no spending the night unless house. it was outside of that. Cousins, yes. Yeah, I didn't really go to church the, family. Uh, yes, school, one school friend no I got to spend the night with like spend once night. or twice. Spending the night. Yes, spending <laughs> the, the night. night with my family. Spend the night. <laughs> my mom didn't play that spend the night shit. Mm-mm. Um, the first person that's person that spent the night, I well outside of church mm-hmm. and outside of culture mm-hmm. and family friends was a girl that I knew. Her name was Jashonda. Spent the night at her house and we played in makeup. My mom said it was cool. All right. My mom got that rag back in that bag and was like, "What the? What is were you on doing here? <laughs> were you, you allowed to wear red when you were little? Hell no. I was trying to explain it to somebody and they were like, I was like, I still to this day don't really wear red, red wear red, but I wasn't allowed to wear no red. No nails, no lips. And that wasn't even because that was a streetwalker from my yeah that streetwalker. But my aunt, my aunt, my best friend's mother would say we couldn't wear red for some reason. I didn't wear red because of that, but I don't even know why. 
I forget because the reasoning. Red was a word. Red was a she said it's an adult color. Card. Yeah, it's an adult color. Yeah. and it was a calling card for mm. some people who who roam the streets, oh. street walkers, and things like that. They wore red lipstick. She was pretty red, red adamant nails. about that. We were not allowed to wear red. And red for some was, reason, it just red was a calling card. My mom, my mom, I had a red dress when I was younger, but I didn't have anything red after I started buying my own clothes. Uh-huh. I still don't have anything red. I don't think. Red is actually my favorite color, so it's hard for me. Oh, wow. It is my favorite I color. I did not know that. Hmm. Small facts. Yeah. <laughs> facts, 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 facts. So my favorite color is red. Mine used to be red when I was little, but I couldn't reasons, wear it. Isn't right. that crazy? There are several reasons why my, my favorite color is red. We're not going to go into all the reasons yeah, I didn't why. Ask. I didn't ask. Um, but red is my favorite color. And when I was younger, it was hard for me to understand why I couldn't wear Red lipstick, red nails. It was kind of like, no, you don't wear red. And I kind of was like, well, I don't understand why. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why, but I know I can't. (laughs) I just know I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. And then when they explained, like, streetwalkers wear red. I never said that. They never told us. My mom was open about the red thing and was like, streetwalkers wear red. My best friend's mom just did not tell us. I don't even know why it was that. Like, our friends, our parents are still friends to this day. But I don't know why it was such a big influence that my best friend's mom could tell me I couldn't wear red and I just didn't do it. (laughs) But culturally, I was told no. So red was red. Red is a no, a cultural no no within the Caribbean diaspora. Really? So my dad told me never to have a a red car, and my first car was red. I'm surprised he let me buy it, but he was like, "It's a stop sign. Like other cars see that, and people want to stop or hit you. Like Mm -hmm. red cars get hit more than any other car. So I have not had a red car since. Stop by traffic cops and all that more More because they see you. Yeah, I haven't had a red car since. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think we've covered as much. We as have covered Black History for Black History Month. You're welcome. We covered the alternate Black History. Yes, I said I wanted to start a compendium. <laughs> That's the right word. I looked it up. Yes, it's the right compendium word. Compendium. I want to start a website. Black culture. Of black culture. Yes. And I think it's is necessary. Because I found one, but it wasn't completely what I was thinking. It's not coming from that angle. Nope. They're not gonna know what I want. So at this point, I think we be, we've explained like per hour, our experience and experience and what we know. Our black experience. Yes, our black <laughs> experience. Um, we want to be able to 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 you know let you guys in on what we know, what we've experienced within the culture of black in America. Um, and just know that everybody that's black in America may not be black. black. There mm. are several the. African American black experience is one that is 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 uh stratified. It Definitely. is one that is um culturally diverse mm-hmm. and it's one that people need to understand. Um uh is one that within the diaspora you there are different experiences. Not everybody has experience. Everybody what has a have. different experience. Everybody has a different perspective of what was what was experienced. Mm-hmm. Um I myself have dated Black Americans, Caribbeans. I've dated I won't Africans. I not any Caribbeans directly <laughs> from Africa. Um, I, sh- I dated a I've guy. I've dated any Africans either. I dated a guy that was from. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, he was Somali. <laughs> he was. He, his name was Sintayu. Um, and he he opened me up to a whole different level. Mm. Um, and so black is a term that tries to. Qualify, yeah, quantify yeah. our the the experience of the diasporatic experience, but it cannot. Like I don't really know what y'all say when you say for the culture. 
Right. Like, when you say for that? the culture, which culture? Which culture? And that's All one the cultures, of the things that I have. Your American of... experience, right. your Caribbean experience. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have that experience, you can't say it's for the culture. No. So you just, it's very myopic. And yes. You, <laughs> right. That's what we want. We want to open up what for the culture. Right. For really the culture. Right. For the culture means much, way much more than what people expect it to mean. And we want to be able to open people up to researching other aspects of the diaspora, other aspects of the continent, and other aspects of the Columbus or you know, where we all ended up and, you know, take the time to understand that (laughs) black black history encompasses so much more than continent to America. There are plenty places in between that have experienced what it means to be black in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, African American is not the only experience Mm -mm. and it's not the only culture Mm-mm. there's a culture outside of that people need to connect to definitely um whether it's going to ghana at christmas time and going through new years mm. and or you know taking the time to learn things about um kwanzaa or whatever you decide to celebrate please make sure that you are researching Understanding and taking the time to know where and tracing your family back as far as you can. A lot of African Americans cannot, um, and that's something that you should seek to do because the African African American culture is one that was made up technically Mm -hmm. of several different influences. Definitely. And so take the time to learn what your originator, what your origination came from where your origination came from (laughs) and taking the time to learn what that is enveloping that it within how you move within the culture itself how you move within yourself as a family man or woman and making sure that you keep some of the culture alive Mm -hmm. in your household yeah so that people don't feel disconnected please stop saying they teach that at school because my parents well we don't have as many black bookstores and i know you got amazon there's plenty of black websites get the books that you're do the homework yourself Mm -hmm. and then share it with your children that's what my parents did and it makes a huge difference it does it does yourself and carry yourself as a black person absolutely totally different and then when you are like for me my kids are second generation and they are very adept to what is going on within the culture itself Mm -hmm. i make sure that they understand what's going on and things that are going on on the continent Mm -hmm. as well as things that are going on in the caribbean that 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 influences how they move within the world you gotta read more than just Facebook feeds, if you want to do that. Right. <laughs> or maybe we need to start a Facebook page, too. So I need to start putting your information out where you're going to be so we can True. get to you. So that way you can say someone so taught you something. Absolutely. And, 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 and I don't want to be, you know, a one note in regards to my experience in the, the, the diaspora. I want to be able to explain, like, why I understand the African-American experience. Mm-hmm. Can you help me to teach the Caribbean American experience? Because mm-hmm. it is, while it is similar, it is not the same. Not the same. And so, moving about in that space is different, and it it requires a different level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so, some people an openness even. and an openness to learn about both the Caribbean culture. We get as stuck well on. I'm from Africa, but you don't know where. You don't know what right. that means. And you don't it's, know what it's the hard to really pinpoint is. like where those things are. And I don't deny the European and or um, Asian experience within my culture. 
Um, that's something that I am very well aware of. I have indigenous indigenous people as well as immigrant peoples to the countries where my families are from. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very well aware of how they've influenced and created their own culture within what was already established. Um, and I think I just want people to have that same experience within oh, what they know of themselves and what and they know of their more. families. And I want them to be able to know that, you know, I'm not just from example wise, Alabama, but mm -hmm. I have connections to these specific places in Africa mm -hmm. or these specific places within the Caribbean or these specific places within India. There's, there's, there's lots that goes behind knowing where your family is from, yeah. what your cultures are too. and all that. And, and most people have multiple cultures that they don't know about yeah. or haven't explored. And that's something that's very important to me to teach to my kids. Mm -hmm. And they are aware of, you know, their Caribbean heritage. Yes. But they're also aware of their indigenous people, mm -hmm. um, heritage, the Arawaks and all the other Indian country countries, as well as Eastern Indian, Eastern Indian influence as well as African influence. Mm -hmm. So they are very aware of those things and they are We all need to be aware of Right. Who and, we and, are. and you know, who you are is a multitude of um experiences mm -hmm. as well as cultures mm -hmm. and getting to know who you are on those levels actually does do something within your soul spirit. It changes who you are mm -hmm. and allows you to look at the world as a diasporatic experiment. A diasporatic um, 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 failure. It was like a cacophony was the word. I had. A cacophony <laughs> of, of 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 culture mm -hmm. that has not necessarily been um, reconciled. Mm -mm. So please be aware of it's those. It's not things. in harmony right now. Right. <laughs> and take the take the time to learn who you are, where your people are from. Know thyself. Learn, it's, right. It's a whole no, other level right, for us. Right. It's to take note some, but you know some people don't understand that, but. <laughs> I said it for you. It's there. You know. She translate. I translate. Knowing, knowing, <laughs> knowing thyself is an important part of how you how you move move you in are. the world. How people perceive you in mm -hmm. the world, and, the, and how you let them perceive you. Right, and how you how let you, them let them call you a title they want to give to you when you are something else completely. Absolutely. And maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. Stop calling us black. Right. First of all, I'm Bertina. Because black is so so minimal. So it's a minimal of all the things. It's a minimal. Uh, and I actually uh, do have Indian in my family as well as Irish are. or whatever. Right. I want to meet some, as we talked about last time, I wanted to meet some black Irish people. Right. And I told you to look at the... Black the, Ireland. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the black Irish people. And, and my husband, he is a product of an Irish woman and a black man. Is he? He is. Oh. And so, you know... Teaching that to my children is important. Like, yes, hey, it is. This is We're how everywhere, right? <laughs> we in here. This is how he came to be, and like, and 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 for me, like having pictures of that particular individual meeting my children. Mm, that's nice. And knowing that he imparted a lot of wisdom oh, as to like beautiful. what his background was, who that's his good. mother was. Who, See, some people don't want, culture my grandmother never wanted to talk about some of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the shame is it's in the history. It's not necessarily a shame. It came off like a shameful, like she didn't, you don't some talk about that is right, what pretty right. much how that it's, was It's an underlying of shame, but it's also like a... We want you to be as American as you can because we know what that affords you. Yeah. Um, we also but want you. We're to be, American, right? We are Americans. We want you to also <laughs> remember our culture because it will sustain you. 
Yeah, but if it's not passed on to you. Right. Like, I have family from the Eastern Shore, definitely. Eastern Shore in Alabama. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely some slave child. So, you know, but I'm also a mix of indigenous people from this country. Mm -hmm. You can't deny that. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Like, some of it seems like it's an embarrassment um, from the family. It is. That they don't want to speak of. And and to me, like, she's like, why you want to know that? Because mm-hmm. I want to know where I'm from. So right. my gr- my great grandmother didn't want to talk about. My grandmother was like very obsessed with learning about her history and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But my mom got her DNA test, and that doesn't say Native American. But I feel like they're not including whatever that is mm-hmm. on the test. Well, based on what I've I've, I've researched it for gene, myself, yeah. and I've researched within watching like you know, finding our roots and things mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of black people who claim native heritage. Like they were absorbed into the tribes. Yes. There are during the time like of play cousins. We play, yes. we play cousins. There, there, there were during <laughs> the time funny. of like, um, the trail of tears mm-hmm. during the time of, um, Rosewood and all those time. Um, some people were enveloped within the native cultures mm-hmm. and, um, Mm. There's also the theory that Africans came to America beforehand, so some of those people were African. Yes. So yes. that's also it's still yes. both can be true. Yes. <laughs> because before, way before Leif Erikson, and that would be before Columbus, right? Yes. So. For Leif Erikson, who was original to discovering America, mm-hmm. then it was Christopher Columbus, then it was everybody else after. Before Leif Erikson, there are several documented. Um, within the indigenous people's history mm. of Africans, I mean, you can see it coming to this in country. Mexico in here and like different things to see. There are there's a whole they Mexican culture stuff. of African, yeah, and, 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 like black Mexicans. Yes, the black Mexican. And I watched a whole documentary on it. Is that on that YouTube? Henry team? Louis Gates did a whole documentary oh, on them, and it was beautiful. And it was that. like, oh wow, we do that too, mm. kind of thing. Um, so there were people who were here way before, um, getting here. Like, what does it really mean to be black? Like, we don't right. even know. It's what does touching black the actually mean? And yeah. I, well, and in my research and in my studies in school. And what else can we call ourselves? <laughs> Technically, we're multicultural, but there right. isn't no uh, a checkbox. There's, no, um, there's no checkbox no on this sentence. There's no, there's no equivalent to Douglo for that Mm-mm. in America. So those are things that people need to to research mm. to kind of say like, who am I? What do I put is that a, as? Is a strong question. Mm. It is a loaded. Diver- it's a loaded question. It's a stratified question mm. because once you start to research who you actually are based on culture, race, um, um, geography, geography, um, and there's several different layers to what that actually means. To get to that point, it's hard for people to comprehend and hard for people to accept. So once you get to the point of acceptance of I am all of these things, it makes it easier for you to say, okay, yes, I have this in me. Yes, I have this in me. Yes, I have this in me. Um, Being a child of immigrants, it's easier Mm -hmm. to accept. And then even within being a child of an immigrant, knowing that you have ancestors who are of other races or cultures mm-hmm. that are outside of what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a great-grandfather who was Chinese. I have a great-grandfather who was Dugla. Mm-hmm. I have a great-great-great-great-grandfather who was Dutch. I have, you know, those things yeah. can be traced, and we know those things. Yeah. So having t- those things kind of like 
well, am I really black or am I just black skin wise? I would like to know because there is a section of my family. My mom just found from doing her DNA test, mm-hmm. found some of her mom's side of the family up in Maryland. And there's a very light skin contingent of my family. Mm-hmm. My mom looks like them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. My, bro- my brother. Yeah, we belong. My brother is his insistence if we were children that my mom was not black. And she would get so mad. He's like, mom, but you're not black. Like, he would do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then found out later, like, oh, mom, you're really not black. Like, you really aren't. So there are a lot people look at pictures of my grandmother, like, who's the white mm-hmm. lady? It's my grandmother. We are not black. But I don't know mm-hmm. what we well, my actually My great-grandmother are. looked like an Indian. Yeah. Jo- her Mine name was like, well, her name like was Sacagawea. <laughs> Yeah, we, her name was Josephine. We called oh, her Jojo. Hi, Jojo. And looking at her, you'd be like, um, oh. I was with my grandmother, my great grandmother that, and she would get mad. I don't like no Indians like grandma. You like the lady in the coin. But she was, she, would get but mad. She, was she was one of those people that say, I'm Guyanese. Okay. That's what you are. There's no race attached to that to her because she knew like her parents it's like, were what's that? Portuguese and black on both sides. What's the and movie? Then, the, but then when you go past the Portuguese section, you go to black and Dutch. So then it was like, it was like my boop, nationality boop, is boop, easier boop. To, to to contain and for her it versus was, my, gene, my genealogy. Right. <laughs> so she, I'm Guyanese, and so we we, we had to research we for ourselves. Are. Like, okay, so one layer, two layer, three layer, layers, three layers, four layer. And then when you go back, you're like you're finding all these ancestors on the European those side. People and you're just intermingle. All these ancestors on these African side, and you're like, hmm, huh, how do we categorize this? We are everything. So that's one of the things, like for me, does and it my, have to be categorized? We basically, we basically say we car- we're Carib mutts. Is how <laughs> we we're Carib mutts because once you go to Guyana and then you go to Trinidad literally we're mutts mm. um, but when you come to America they're going to look at you and say well your skin tone is XYZ so you must be black it's only a mixed yes <laughs> so but then when you try to claim all the things that you are like no no no, no, no you're black there's no word for that there's no word for that that's and why the Dugla, the Dugla name is perfect it's perfect but it doesn't make sense in American terms well, we, need a, we need a term there is no Mm, we need to find one. When you do, figure that out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll research some more and see how okay. they're working on that. How are they working on it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think we've 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 covered as much as we can. I think we've covered as much as we can. Yep, yeah, yeah. We'll yep. be okay. We'll be all right. We can talk about crazy people. I kind of want to stay away from the political. You know what? Stuff. I feel like the less energy we give to it, the best our mental health is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, by the next time we do a podcast, I'll be one year older. Yay. I'm old now. Whatever. <laughs> you're still younger than me. <laughs> Every time I say I'm old, somebody's like, but you're still not this. You're not, right. You're not 60. I am technically still in my 30s. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. See? Um, next year, not so much, not but so much. this year. My I'm brother's tech. turning 30 this year. That's crazy. That's weird. I remember when he was like young, young. He's still young. Tell him. Right. He's in seminary and all of that. Yeah. That's I remember amazing. when he was young, young. But yeah, like at this point, I'm I'm, I'm okay with where I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. There's like a, it's a dissonance with my age and how me and time feel. I have an issue with time. If you tell me something, was like, someone just told me today that, uh, School days came out 32 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not that old. That I was like remember, 10 years ago. Out. So I have an issue with like how time feels and what the time actually is. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a 
age I dissonance. I remember when school, came, school days came out. And I, remember I don't remember when school days came out. You're not watching that. I remember, I remember when Do the Right Thing came out, and apparently it was a year later. Yes. So I, was, I don't know why Do the Right Thing was such more of a prominent movie for me. I don't uh-huh. know why. Um, but it sticks out more. I was it's like only a year apart. I was elementary years when that, those things came um, out. I, was I like think I was going time. to middle school then. Yeah, I was elementary. So I was in the neighborhood. So maybe that's why it sticks out more. Because mm-hmm. I was walking past um, 40 Acres in the Mule store yeah, right. and going like past Carol's daughter. Like, you know, Oh, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, whatever. You need to give me a shirt one day. That's what we're going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I was it walking around that. My parents took me to see it. Like, it mm-hmm. was relevant to me. It sticks mm-hmm. out more. But school days never stuck out. But neither did ever joining a sorority. So maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, well, I mean, the black experience is so vast. And there's so many people there's so many things connect on certain levels yeah did not, did not appreciate on certain levels certain things and i and i get that because based on where you were and what your influences were at you'd have time, different right. viewpoints and i had different viewpoints because a lot of the people that i admired within school were mm-hmm. a little older than me mm-hmm. i always gravitate for people who are older than me mm-hmm. always been a thing for me so like Celeste, Celeste went to Columbia. That mm-hmm. was like she was like the golden child. My, my cousin Fayola went to um, Howard. Now mm-hmm. a lot of people at Howard. It was kind of a, a golden age of okay. Now I get to learn mm-hmm. what that means mm-hmm. and how that is, and the HBCU experience mm-hmm. and things like that. And I have friends who went Ivy League versus HBCU, and they're like. Regretting the time that they spent. I severe reading this Tony Coates book. I severely regret not going to. I wanted to go to Clark Atlanta. My parents won't let me go, but I also got in Howard and I got into. I'm looking back. I found like the notebook. I got into like every school I applied to. So I got in Temple. I got in Norfolk State. I think I got in Hampton. I got in Howard. I, I didn't go to any black college because I thought I didn't need the black experience, and I kind of wish now that I had. It is an experience that is needed, and I, and I spoke to my friend. Um, maybe last year. My parents year. also didn't maybe think I needed it. As black as my parents are. <laughs> she, she <laughs> as militant as my parents are. So at least are. do one year in HBCU. Yeah. She feels my brother like, has changed in his first and, semester. Well, at well, part, in, of that, part of that is because she also, <laughs> um, because she went to Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like that fight all is, the years uh, that she went to school, she felt like she missed something. Yeah, I feel like I And then too. by joining like Jack and Jill, she realized... All of these people went to HBCUs. And I don't have the experience. Yeah. experience. And so she feels like her kids would benefit. Yeah. Even if it's one year, yeah. would benefit from the HBCU experience um, because it allows, it is a call to home. Yeah. What, when I went to uh, Lincoln University, it was it was like a, you came here because you were called here. Mm-hmm. And they had this thing about you were called here. It was like a, a yearning within like your spirit. Like a tribal call. Be, yes. That you accepted the call to come here. Man, I'm a bad you, listener. You were coming <laughs> you were you were coming home. Yeah. And so by the coming home, it allowed you to experience different things. And some people were not open to those things, mm-hmm. but people who were, it changed their lives. And it did. It I did. want my life changed. Can I go back and change my life? <laughs> I just want to go back. <laughs> You know that's the that's the the old to the 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 HBCU. I think if I had any kids, I definitely would tell them to go just because I see how you have to fight as a black person every day, right? Just to not have to defend your color and your race and your culture 
for a few more years or for for the first time ever, mm-hmm. even if it's like an incubator, I feel like that's an experience you and should have. And I want have. the two HBCUs and then I want to a PWI. And how do you feel? Um, I feel like the HBCU experience is one that you will not get anywhere mm-hmm. else. Um, the PWI experience allows you access to yeah culture. Yeah. But not the same level. It's not the experience. Not the experience that you were able to I regret two, that decision. The, the two HBCUs that I went to, I had the time of my life at both. Mm-hmm. There's one that I would return to hmm. without a shadow of a doubt I would go back to. Um, and there's one that I would go back just I just need to check and see what it looks like now mm. versus what it, I experienced then. Mm. And um, it's one of those things where time will tell yeah. for that. Yeah. But, you know, I love I think every black child in America should have one year experience Minimum. at an HBCU. Yeah. Because what it allows you to do is immerse yourself in parts of the culture that you were not mm. adept to in wherever it is you came from. Yeah. And so having those experiences allow it changes you. Yeah. It 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 grows you in a way that a PWI could not ever. Could not ever. Your PWI could never. I know my right, your PWI <laughs> could <laughs> never. 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 And I went to a very wide school. Right. And, I, and, I, and, and the thing is I, if I could have stayed at the HBCU, my original HBCU, which was Lincoln University in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. I would have stayed. Yeah. Um. It was just circumstance at the time. I really think I should have gone to Howard. Even though I didn't, for some reason, I didn't want to go another city. And I realized I, later I, I that being in a city. Oh, uh, man. I was on a waiting list at Howard, but I got to Prairie View, Johnson C. Smith. I got into there too. Um, and what was the, the girls' college? I got Bennett, into Bennett too. Um. I got into. I did not want to go to a girls' Atlanta, college. I got into Clark Atlanta. Morris Brown. I, I got into. I sent one application, and apparently all the HBCUs got a, a, a chance to hold. I don't know if it was accidental. They or just whatever. passed along. I sent. <laughs> I got so many letters of accents. I was like Johnson C. Smith. I mean, they was begging wow. me to come, and I was like, Hell, wow. you look good no. on paper. Yeah, I was I was a hell no on paper. But, you know, Lincoln University provided me with an experience that I would not have gotten it elsewhere. Mm. And I am appreciative of that experience that I was able to receive. And I was appreciative of the the faculty, mm-hmm. the overall what they gave me yeah. was something that allowed me to transition to Virginia State without issue. I mean, I can still go to Howard. I can move yeah. to D.C. and just, you know. Absolutely. If I could go to school my best black and dreams. have all my bills paid, I would do it. Man, I'll that would go be great. Like, I would go back to Lincoln University tomorrow. I need an educational sugar daddy. That's what I need. Right. <laughs> pay for school. I don't want nothing else. I don't want nothing else. Find me a military man or something like that. Man, lots of money. I'm trying to find me a nerdy IT guy personally, but you know, I will take a military man who are willing to send me to college. Right. I just want to go back to school. That's I just want to go back to school. I'm going to get a psychology so, and black my, my daughter saw history my, degree. Um, um, payback amount to student loans. Did they cry for like, you? She said, what the hell, mommy? I said, girl. Yeah, I'm not going back to school. Know? I got these Udemy classes. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my, um, my friend sent me the link to the Flatiron School in D.C. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I want to do that, but. We'll see. Those are the options. Now. As, we start making, free, as we start making our way and our decisions to. Um, re-educate ourselves. Re-educate, <laughs> uh, complete education, and or um, um, get the, the black experience. 
have a black ass experience as far as school experience. Um, we're we're gonna get there. We'll start. We'll we'll, we'll document our journey. We'll document that. Way. Because oh, my, definitely. Student, my student loan payment right now is a car note, but mm. whatevs. Mm. Um, car notes didn't need to be that high, so that's ridiculous. Right. I wish it was still what it, what it used to be, but now they want me to pay a cold car note. Mm. Um, but we're gonna make get it there. like it was, Lord. So, <laughs> um, as far as we are concerned, I think this is the end. This is the end. This is the end. And I, thank, I, I thank you for, you joining, all us for joining us on the redo. The redo, but we will post as soon as we get sound to work on the other episode because it was great. It was great. Great times. It was. Good times. It was. It was. <laughs> um, so thank you for tuning in. Stoop philosophy. Thank you for joining us on the stoop on this blackity black ass stoop experience. Blackity black ass February that we got going on. Black ass stoop this month. We be black as hell this month. Yes. And it's all and the rest of the months. We're gonna extend it. We're gonna be black three six five. Three sixty five. Okay. All right. I appreciate y'all. Um you can reach Jamila at at K-I-S-M-E-T-J, that is Kismet J on all your social media platforms. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> the radio voice. Yes, <laughs> I, I noticed it. And for me, you can reach me at Soul Writer on Instagram and Twitter. S-S-O-U-L-R-I-G-H-T-E-R. Soul Writer. I am available on those. And then you can also reach us at Instagram as Stoop Philosophy. Um, on on uh, Twitter, it's Stoop Philosophy without the vowels. Um, take the vowels out except for the Y, and you will be able to reach us. And sometimes why? And sometimes why? <laughs> um, if you have any questions, concerns, or want to continue the conversation, hit us up at any Please of those levels. We like talking to nice people. We do. And let us know how you feel. Let us know what you think. And as far as to philosophy, we can take we criticism. We, we, we can. We'll we take absolutely that. can. We absolutely but until can. then. We absolutely can. Listen, um, you have an opinion. Uh, please share it. We would love to hear share. it. Uh, we're Feedback. We're also philosophy on gmail.com. We are, with all the vowels. With all the vowels. Um, let us know how you feel. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you have any continued conversation you would like to get on. Any show topics, anything that you would like to explore, let us know. We will discuss it here, right here. Right here. On the stoop. On the stoop. Holla at us. Holla. I'm not going to